Hey Breasties, I'm your host Dana Miller and this is Latching On, a podcast about the journey to motherhood and all of its trials and tribulations. Oh one, got two, let's go to the do. That's what Ryan says before we start our podcast. Welcome back guys, Breasties, new Breasties. I hope you guys really enjoyed last week's episode. This is Latching On. Last week, we talked about my journey into pregnancy and my labor and delivery story. Don't recommend pregnancy. Do recommend labor and delivery. If you can gather one thing from that, my labor and delivery was amazing. Not the labor so much, actually. Take that back. But my delivery was absolutely amazing. And today, we are going to go straight into my postpartum and breastfeeding journey. Last week, we did leave off on the awful drive home with Micah. That is so scary. Literally nobody ever talks about that. That should be something that's talked about is all the emotions that you're feeling as you're leaving the hospital, how scary it is being on the road for the very first time with a brand new baby and then Micah meeting the dogs. So we will start off with my first few days postpartum. We get home from the hospital. I was feeling like I was on cloud nine in the hospital. I was feeling like I was on cloud nine the night we came home from the hospital. And then the next day, the very next morning, we had to get up early to go to his first pediatric appointment. And I cried on the way to that because, you know, being in the car, did not cry on the way home. I was proud of myself. I cried in the appointment. I was full of emotions. I, I was not expecting it. But that's what happens when you have an absolute hormone dump when you push a baby out of your birth canal. So to be expected, I suppose. Just wasn't expecting it myself. Okay, so those first few days at home, I honestly don't remember 100% because that's what happens with postpartum depression and anxiety. It kind of blocks out some of those traumatic experiences that you're feeling with the hormones and everything like that. But I do strictly remember, one, not really being in any pain. I was actually quite surprised. I didn't have to take really any medication for what was going on down there, but I was taking ibuprofen for the feeling of my organs shifting back into the places that they belong in. That is one thing I was not expecting. I just was expecting that I was going to be sore and I didn't really have that, to be completely honest with you. And I know that that's not normal. That is not the, I am the exception. Okay. Not the rule. I didn't have any pain down there, but with the organs moving back into place, that was a whole different story. So I was taking ibuprofen for that also Tylenol. But I only did that, I think, for like two days after giving birth, and then I was completely fine. The emotions are kind of what got to me, was the big thing for me, was the emotions for sure. I noticed that every time that Micah would cry, I would cry. And it wasn't, I don't think it was really like an overwhelming, not because I was like overwhelmed, but I think it was just the hormones, like they were just like attached to him. It was so weird. I really can't even explain it. Because I don't cry now when he cries, but like back then, if he cried, it was over. Like I was crying too. Didn't matter if it was just for, if he was just crying for two minutes, if I couldn't console him, but she was pretty easily consoled. But yeah, you could count on it. If he was crying, I was crying. So me crying because Micah was crying was really confusing to Ryan. And it was kind of a little bit overwhelming for him because he was like, of course, Ryan and I like being together without this extra human for the four years that we had been together Ryan doesn't really like when I'm upset and crying and so like he would then get like kind of upset like dude why are you making my woman cry (laughs) you know what I mean 
Like he just he also just couldn't understand it, though. And I was like, no, it's not anything that's like that he's doing. I can't explain to you why I'm crying. Like it just it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. All I know is that when he cries, I feel like I need to cry. And now I think that he understands a little bit more. But obviously back then in those really early days, we really didn't know much about it. You know, we were just kind of going with the flow. But yeah, so those first few days, I had said that I wanted to do like the 555 rule, which is like five days in the bed, five days on the bed, five days near the bed. Your girl didn't even last two days, I don't think. I was like, no, I feel great. Like, I want to get up and I want to clean because that's going to make me feel somewhat more human. So I was literally getting up out of bed in the mornings and cleaning the house. But I also like felt like I had so much energy in comparison to the energy that I didn't have when I was pregnant, like two totally night and day differences. I immediately, the day that I gave birth to him, the second he came out, I had an energy burst and I feel like it never really went away. So like not to say that I have energy now by any means, but in comparison to the energy that I didn't have when I was pregnant, I just didn't realize how tired I was during pregnancy until after I gave birth to him because I was able to get so much done that I just wasn't able to get done while I was pregnant. And it felt like I was genuinely like on top of the world. So be warned if you are pregnant and haven't had your baby yet, those baby blues, they kick in right away. Like I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, what could be so sad? You know, what could I be crying about? What could be so sad? But there's honestly so many things to be crying about, you know, and it's all very normal. Just want to let you know, you know, the idea of like, oh my gosh, my baby, I can't protect him like I could anymore. You know, he's no longer inside of my body, so I can't protect him in that way. Or the anxiety of my baby is sleeping. How do I know if he's not going to wake up, you know, SIDS and is he too hot? Is he too cold? You just don't know. And those first first few days are crazy. Like I literally would just like sit up and watch him sleeping or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would just sit up and watch him sleep and would not be able to go back to sleep. But he was a really great sleeper. He really didn't wake up unless I will come up to feed him. He hit birth weight back at two weeks. So after that, I really didn't need to wake him up in the middle of the night to feed him which is amazing because then I was able to get more rest than like what I would have or what most moms get because I know that most moms really don't get much sleep in that newborn phase, but Micah was an amazing newborn. He really did let me sleep pretty well. Now, let's talk about Ryan real quick because I wasn't the only one, obviously, that was affected by this new little human coming into our lives and invading our home and our space and our sleep, and Ryan was definitely affected by that. He noticed that he would also get like pretty sad. I don't know if he was just like attached to me. So if I was getting sad, like he would get sad. We really have not ever like figured out why, but he was kind of going through it himself. Like, especially like at nighttime when the sun would go down. I call it sundowning because when you work in the medical field and the elderly, when they have dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, at nighttime is when it kind of all goes to hell. So we would definitely sundown and we would sundown together and then we would kind of bounce off of each other's emotions and it would just be a big hot mess. But Ryan was definitely feeling those emotions those first few days. He was sad. I was sad. Micah was sad. We were all just really sad. We were going through the baby blues together. 
But he would also wake up in the middle of the night and just like have these dreams that he was like crushing Micah, which was so crazy because Micah would like not even be in the bed at all. And but the thing was that Ryan would go to bed before me because at this point, Ryan was getting up in the middle of the night to like change Micah and whatnot. So because he was going to bed before me, Micah would, of course, be in the bed with me. I'd either be nursing him or just like holding him, cuddling him, playing with him because I typically would stay up until... I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night. Um, So Micah would still be in the bed at like 8.30 when Ryan would go to bed. So in Ryan's brain subconsciously, I'm sure he thought like, oh, baby's in the bed. Don't roll over the baby. So then in the middle of the night, he's having these dreams that he's like gonna roll over Micah. So he was doing the night shift, which highly suggest is getting your partner involved if they will. I know some partners are like, I've got work. I can't. But it's so important for you to get rest in order to take care of your baby and to take care of yourself that your partner gets involved and to any mamas out there if you're a single mom if you don't have the help that you need I am so unbelievably sorry because I I could not have done this myself there's no way even now I I look at it and I'm like there's no way I could do this by myself Ryan's gone like all day and he comes home and I'm like oh thank god so to the single mamas out there you're the real MVPs I literally love you. You're amazing. You are a superhero. I don't know how you got through it. I understand like you did what you had to do and you just did it because that's all you knew. But for the mamas out there that do have a partner, it is important to let them know that you need help and to essentially make them help you. Luckily, Ryan was like very willing to help because he was really scared about me going into postpartum depression. That was something from the get-go of me finding out that I was pregnant that he was actually really worried about and he wanted to avoid it at all costs. So he, from the very beginning, was like very hands-on, very involved and made sure that he did whatever he could to like take a little bit off my plate. Like he would expect me though to say, hey, can you like change his diaper or can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Instead of just like sometimes offering Eventually, he did realize, like, I just needed him to offer because I didn't want to ask for the help. But he always just kind of felt like, I want to help, so I don't know what to do. And then realized, like, okay, wait, I'm not going to wait for her to ask me for help. I'm just going to do it. And that's what's important because as a new mom, you feel like you should be doing everything or you should be able to be doing everything. But that's not the case at all. You can't do everything and take care of yourself. So definitely get your partner involved if you can. So with that being said, you need to be okay with knowing that you're not going to be able to do everything by yourself. You just can't and be able to take care of yourself at the same time. And so just ask your partner for help or your friends or your parents, literally any support person that you have, just admit that you need the help so that you can maybe take, you know, a nap during the day or simply do something for yourself so that you can reset and then Also, you can expect changes in your partner as well. They may not be the same as yours. You may not understand it, but there are going to be changes. It took a while for us to kind of get back on the same wavelength, but though we didn't understand what each other were going through, we did understand that we were each going through something. And that's what's important is that something big has happened, something big has changed, and now you're kind of needing to relearn together but you need to relearn on your own first before you can relearn with somebody else. So, yeah. Let's talk about 
literal latching on, breastfeeding, if you will. So as I had mentioned in the first episode, Micah latched on right away in the hospital, didn't have any issues. We were doing great. We were just chugging along. He was chugging along, if you know what I mean, chugging, chugging. But yeah, we had no issues with latching to begin with. And those first few days hurt. (laughs) So painful. And the nursing sessions are like 45 minutes long which just blows my damn mind. Like, to sit there for 45 minutes while your baby is just gnawing on your nips, they were so raw. It hurt so bad. But I digress. Quick disclaimer, I am not a breastfeeding expert at all. I am not a lactation consultant. I learned everything that I know on my own. Honestly, I learned a lot of it on TikTok. I did a lot of research because I knew that I wanted to breastfeed. It has always been like a dream of mine to breastfeed because it's just one of those things that you will never get to experience unless you are a parent. It's just one of those experiences that not everybody gets to have. So I really wanted to make sure that I could experience that and have that bond with my baby. So I did a lot of research about it and, you know, took it upon myself. Like I said, watched a lot of TikToks, just kind of learned. And then I learned as I went along. So in those early days, I was really struggling. We're recording on two different days. So if I sound different, it's because I'm sick. So I apologize, but I'm just going to pick up right where I left off. But I just wanted to let you guys know that I am I'm sick now. And that's why I probably sound a little bit different. Anyway, so those early days of breastfeeding were really difficult for me. I was really struggling, even though he had a good latch to start with. But usually I find that the latch I find I've heard that the latch is usually the commonality that is the biggest issue for a lot of moms and babies and like their ideas of breastfeeding. So that wasn't initially my issue. It was primarily the pain, super painful, no fun when your nips are like, you know, trying to toughen up. Babies constantly attached to them for literally 45 minutes. In those first few days, I did do like, I would feed on the left, I'd feed on the right, but now I do block feeding. I mean, I have such an oversupply. It's kind of useless for me to switch them back and forth between boobs. But back then it was like going, you know, if you're having pain on, you know, both nipples now, it's like, okay, well, I've only got to deal with the, the first five minutes of pain on one nipple, but no, no, no. In those early days when you really don't have a whole lot in there and it's just colostrum and you need the, the baby needs to eat, you put them on both. And that means you're going to get that fire burning hell on both nipples. And that's just not fun. And that's just being honest. So if you're about, you know, about to have a baby and you're wanting to do breastfeeding, I'm not going to lie to you. Like those first few weeks, they suck. But when you get your body gets used to it and your baby is doing a lot better it gets a lot better I promise so just power through but those long sessions are no joke because it'd be like 45 minutes to an hour some moms aren't so lucky and end up with like two hour long sessions four hour long sessions just because the baby will latch unlatch latch unlatch Micah was pretty good at latching in the beginning so I didn't have that issue until there was an issue 
just until there was an issue. I would say it happened right after my milk came in. So my milk came in on day three and I was extremely engorged. He would not latch while I was engorged. So I had to pump. I had no choice because I was so engorged. It was so unbelievably painful. I had to pump in order for him to latch. And so I think that's kind of where my massive oversupply had initially started was because I tricked my body into thinking, well, I need all of this milk. But I kept having to do that before every time he would eat, I'd have to pump. And I was using the Freedom Mom nursing pillow. I thought this was going to be a game changer. I thought this was going to be my bestie. This indeed was not my bestie at all, actually. She was a foe. She was a a uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's what I will say about her. At first, it was all it was great. It was whatever. I don't know why it did not affect us in the big in the very very beginning, but maybe like a week in, maybe five days to a week in, Micah just like stopped latching, and I was getting really really frustrated because your hormones are getting like you know, they're escalating, they're dropping, they're escalating, they're dropping. You're like, you're going through a, a roller coaster of emotions. And I was getting really, really frustrated because I was like, you were just doing fine. Why are you now not latching? And so then I would cry. Like, I would get so frustrated. I would cry. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I would make Ryan take Micah. And I'd be like, just give him a bottle. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to pump. Like, it got to a point where one night I was like, decided I literally broke down. I was bawling my eyes out. It was, of course, the sundowning too, of course. But I absolutely lost it. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. I can't breastfeed anymore. I'll pump. I was really upset about it because I really wanted to be able to have Micah latch. I really wanted to have that bond. But it was just too frustrating. It got to the point where I was no longer nursing in the middle of the night. So that's kind of where it started. I decided, okay, I'm not nursing in the middle of the night anymore because it's too frustrating trying to get him to latch in the middle of the night and try to get back to sleep in a timely manner. So I decided I'm not doing that anymore. Ryan was feeding him in the middle of the night. So that's where it started with the night feedings. So Ryan would get up with him in the middle of the night. I wouldn't even wake up. Sometimes I would to pump if I needed to. But it was quicker for me to pump than it was to feed him because, like I said, the nursing sessions in the beginning are like 45 minutes long. So Ryan would just feed him. I would do a 10-minute pump and I'd go back to sleep. But then it went into the daytime, like the daytime he wasn't latching and it was getting frustrating. So I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I will just pump. And I was really upset about that. But in my mind, it was the only way. So Ryan, you know, he tried to talk me down. He's like, this is what you wanted. But like, obviously, it's perfectly fine. You know, absolutely. You can pump, you know, if that's what you really want to do. I support you 100%. But just remember, like, this is what you wanted to do. So don't forget that essentially. Basically, he was like the one that started with a don't quit on a hard day. And I just remember like it was an all, all, it was like, like I said, it was at nighttime. It was at nighttime when I had this like massive epiphany. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. And after I had said all that, Ryan was like, oh, a package came for you today. And of course he like didn't know like what it was. And this is like super weird, guys. He didn't know what it was or anything. It was in a cardboard box. He's like, let me go get it for you. He, this man knows packages cheer me up. And it was a big box. I was like, oh, maybe it's like from the registry or something. And this was kind of like now that I think back at it and I was just talking to Ryan about it before we started um, recording. I was like, I should have taken that as a sign. <laughs> but alas, I did not. And I'm glad I didn't because here we are like in the thick of our nursing journey. 
But I opened it up and I was just like really confused because, guys, it was a baby Brezza, like the formula one, the formula machine, the, the Keurig for baby bottles. OK, I was so confused. It wasn't on my registry. There was no like gift receipt. It didn't say who it was from. It was the strangest thing. Like it was a mystery for three months. And we found out eventually on Thanksgiving. The day we found out was on Thanksgiving. We could not figure out who the heck it was from. I made a Facebook post being like, hey, like, did anybody send this to me? Like, please just like message me. Let me know. I'd like to, you know, thank whoever sent it. We didn't need it. We still have it in, a, in the box unopened. Haven't touched it. I wanted to keep it, though, just in case we eventually would have to transition to formula. But we did find out on Thanksgiving it was a gift from Ryan's dad, one of his coworkers and best friends. And yeah, so we did eventually find out who it was from. We did get to thank them. But anyways, back to the actual story. So yeah, I thought I had made up my mind that night and that I was no longer going to latch Micah. I was just going to exclusively pump and give him bottles. And then that next morning, I come downstairs because Ryan usually lets me sleep in. You know, he takes the baby in the mornings. He lets me sleep in. I come downstairs and Micah was clearly hungry. And he was like, do you want me to get him a bottle? And I was like, no, um, I think I'm just going to latch him. He goes, OK, well, do you want me to go get your nursing pillow? And I said, no, it's fine. I'm just going to I'm just going to hold him and do it, you know, whatever. And so I was like, I'm just going to attempt to latch him like one last time. And stick him on there and he latches like a dream mind you i'm doing the one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve all the way up to 30 gritting my teeth because that shit hurt but he latched he stayed on he did an entire session and i was like huh that must have been a fluke like that's weird i don't know i don't know what happened and Ryan was like oh that's good yeah and i was like okay yeah i wonder i started to wonder i was like what's different i was like why didn't you use a nursing pillow and it's like okay next nursing session I'm not going to use the pillow again and see like what happens. And lo and behold, once again, he latched and he stayed on and he wasn't fussy or anything. And I was like, okay, great. And I was like, the next time I'm going to use the pillow. I'm going to see. The next time I use the pillow. No, he was not having it. He wasn't latching. He was unhappy. It was, I don't know if it was positional. I don't know if it was, he was just uncomfortable. I really don't know what the issue is to this day. But ever since then, I have not tried using the nursing pillow because, I mean, that's the nursing pillow is literally the entire reason I almost quit our nursing journey. So for me, it was the nursing pillow that almost ended our journey. And for other moms, it may be a litany of other reasons to end your nursing journey. But just try different things before you actually end it, okay? Like I said, don't quit on a bad day. That's the worst time to quit. If you're going to quit, always quit on a good day, but always try to do different things to see if maybe something's just not working out in a specific way and if there's a different way that maybe you can try it. And that way you don't have to quit, especially if you don't want to. Obviously, if it's something that you genuinely feel in your heart like I don't want to do this anymore, then don't. Don't do it. Like in my see in my heart deep down I was really upset about it I really wanted to latch Micah I mean I was crying because I wanted to latch Micah but I was also really frustrated so I knew that like in order for my mental health I figured I'm gonna have to stop and that was like really upsetting to me like if you know deep down in your heart you don't want to do it then don't do it like simple as that your mental health is way more important if you're finding that you're consistently having latching issues definitely get your baby checked for like a tongue lip cheek tie 
any of those. That's really common. And sometimes you can't actually, you can't, sorry, you cannot actually detect that at home, especially if it's like posterior. Micah has a little bit of a tongue tie, but it hasn't affected our nursing journey. Like I said, his latch has usually been pretty good. So I know that a lot of moms actually don't find out about that until the baby's like three months plus, which can be really frustrating when you do find out to know like something could have been fixed about it. So definitely, you know, get your baby checked if you have any suspicions, if your baby's just consistently not latching. And then as far as like nipple pain, in the beginning there, I was using a lot of lanolin. I was using the Earth Mama's nipple butter and the silverettes. With the silverettes, you have to express some milk into them before you put them on. Otherwise, they're not going to work. My best friend, actually, she got some and she, I asked her, I was like, are you expressing milk into them? And she said, no, do I need to? She's like, oh, I'm leaking into them. And I'm like, yeah, express milk into them before you put them on. Like leaking into them is obviously fine, but like they're not going to work from the very beginning if you don't express milk. So I highly recommend the silverettes. But I pretty much would always just like have a barrier on my nipples between my bra. Like I would have a nursing pad and like also some kind of like like I said, lanolin, Earth, Earth Mama's nipple butter. Coconut oil works great too. I know a lot of mamas will just buy the like big jar of coconut oil for like five dollars slather that bad boy on there and then last in their entire their, their entire nursing journey and then that's also really beneficial for like using in your breast pump flange so that you are decreasing friction all right breasties that is all for today in the future i do plan on doing another solo episode based on postpartum depression anxiety and rage as that is something that i personally deal with, but I didn't want to add it into another episode attached to something else. I want it to be its own because it's such a serious topic. But with that being said, we are going to end this here. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope that there's something that you can take away from it. I hope that it can maybe help you in your nursing journey going forward. Please don't forget to rate us. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. Leave us a little question or response in the question and answers box below. Remember, breasties, never quit on a bad day. All right, I'll see y'all next week. Bye.